Welcome back. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmay Amber. Uh, if you'd like to call in with a question, please do. We're at 1-800-336-2225, and we're giving out free Wisdom Toning Series. You can find out more about them at MasteringOurselves.com. You know, this split and struggle, if we can somehow not allow it to, uh, I mean, it's going to be impassioned. I mean, we are an impassioned country, no question about it. But can we not get into a level of anger that becomes non-productive, but instead be in a level of noticing each other's points of view, listening to each other's points of view? And, you know, we are more productive when we don't get righteously stuck into corners of positions, but rather looking to solve problems and growing and when you stay loyal to one side or the other, you're not listening to the other side very well. You know, and of this change, this kind of change nature you're talking to, McCain stands out as a maverick who's hopping all over the place trying to find, you know, for years and years and years in the Senate, trying to find the wisest approach. And he's a guy who gets things going. And, you know, with this thing with Hillary, uh, some of her fallout to uh, McCain they're closer in numerous policies than she is with Obama. You know, probably about six months ago, um, Keith was saying, God, I really like Romney. I really like Romney. He's such a good man. He's got such a good heart, and he's so smart with economics. I mean, he could just turn the country around. And, you know, and neither of us were really that hugely fond of McCain. He's a good man. He's good at service, but he wasn't like a sparkler, you know. And Romney is more like a sparkler, you know. And clear as a bell in my head, the guide said, uh, Romney won't get in. McCain's, McCain is your only chance. For a Republican. For a Republican. And, I mean, it was so clear. The voice was so clear. Mm-hmm. And now I'm watching, uh, right now, these last couple of days, we're watching... The fallout, the Hillary fallout, people who are saying, I just can't do Obama. I just can't do him. He just doesn't have enough experience behind him to lead our country. And we're in way troubling times. You need somebody who's seasoned, who knows what they're doing, who who doesn't need a minute and a half to answer when a baby, when a baby's rights should begin. And, um, sure enough, a third of her people are moving over to McCain. I'll tell you what, if Romney was in there, they wouldn't move over. It Good would point. be, he would be too far over to the right and they would go, I can't do it. But McCain dances close enough to that center line so that, you know, he can appeal to these people that are sort of wanting to leave the Democrat at least at this time around. So, you know, this is being open to finding what's wisest for our country and not just being stuck in party lines. So when Barack Obama was asked which, um, let's see, U.S. Supreme Court justice would he not have let in, he said Clarence Thomas. And one of the main reasons (laughs) was because he was too unseasoned and too inexperienced. Whoops. (laughs) this this guy's not you know when it's not uh canned when it's just um 
surprise questions. You know, he he just doesn't catch it uh, quick enough. I think he tries, but he uh, he censored Clarence Thomas out for the same reasons why he's not qualified for the president. He's simply and he's showing this in so much speech. He doesn't know how the Congress works. He doesn't know how the UN works. He doesn't know many things. To me, you know, if I don't know anything and I simply listen to how he speaks and represents things, I'm thinking I'm listening to a gifted college student who's just beginning, you know, really doesn't quite know what's going on, pretty bright, but just not there yet. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Those of you who'd like to call in, we'd love to hear from you. And if you have any comments on this uh, Democratic National Convention, we're all ears. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-336-2225. Those that call in will get a free Wisdom Toning Series CD mailed right to your door. So yesterday was the first day of the DNC, the Democratic National Convention. And I'm thinking if you had me or Charmé or... Many of you out there who really wanted to change something in this in this country, and just like Reagan, just on fire. Adams was on fire. Jefferson was on fire. Lincoln was on fire. You would not have the first day of this just lollygagging around with minor issues that really don't make a big deal to the to to the country. It's like. These, it doesn't seem like these people are sincerely desirous of a huge change of some sort, you know, where they're willing to fight for it, which means you use primetime airtime and you begin the convention of saying, folks, we've got something we've got to do here. I didn't hear that at all. I heard this Hollywood smoozing around kind of essence. You know, this, this doesn't seem like who I want to run the country because they're not earnestly going after it. They're just having a good old party time. Isn't that something? So, as I've been thumbing through the magazines and articles and thinking about things, it seems like the left wing is anti-self-sustaining. In other words, they want uh, what uh, they want to support people rather than have people get on their own two feet. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's one of the factions. They want us not to drill or tap our own energy resources. Ah, that's self-sustaining. They make it illegal. Uh, they want to tax everything for the ones who are really trying to get ahead and be self-sustaining. So it doesn't really pay to work that hard and press that hard because... The taxes for you are bigger and bigger instead of what I would think would be a wonderful thing, 10% across the board for everybody. Yeah. You know, down to the, maybe the half percent of poverty. What, you know, whatever is the appropriate true actual poverty instead of these people who are classified in poverty who have uh, big, huge screen uh, colored TVs and more than one car and a nice, lovely home paid for. I'm not talking that cop poverty. That's just another... Uh, We're talking poverty to people that can't eat. Yeah, that's another... Don't have money to eat. Another spin on words. So anti-self-sustaining is what I have come to notice is a lot of what the left wing is about. Uh, they chase out our energy sources. Um, 
and then we pay those for our energy who hate us, a lot of them, not all of them, but many of them that hate us, we're paying them. You know, so that's all more expensive. And, you know, ecologically, think about it. Almost all the major oil spills have been from tankers. If we do our own fuel for ourselves, there's not much tankers involved. Isn't that interesting? And then they're chasing out big businesses, the unions and the governments. They overtax them. They overfringe benefit the uh, employees to where the, gov- the businesses are just going under. So they got to go someplace else. This is hostile environment to our own businesses, our own creativity. What are we doing? Our own uh, educational and creative output. And we're chasing out incentives to work, like Charmé said. You know, we're doing handouts, making it easier and easier for welfare. And, you know, the the Democrat Party, like n- never before I've seen, is really going strongly towards socialism. You know, just fat city for most everybody. No, 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 you don't have to work much. We'll uh, we'll take it off of the other ones who are working harder and have the system, have applied themselves, gone to school, and strained and struggled for years and years to get a money flow for themselves. We'll simply tax them more for your benefit. This is not fairness. Fairness is not where everyone uh, just gets the same uh, the same amount of money no matter how much they work and apply themselves. Fairness is. There's a dream. If you go after it, you can get it for yourself. We're not going to give it to you. If you fall down too hard and hurt yourself, we'll help you get back on your feet, but we're not going to carry you. We're not going to uh, enable you, keep enabling, you know, like an alcoholics anonymous. We're not going to keep enabling you to stay at your lower game. We're not going to have the common denominator all at our lowest game. This is this socialism takes you know takes the spirit right out of uh, the gumption the spirit right out of people, and it taxes you for having it. And this is not the way we want to go with our country. It is not the way uh, spirituality works. Spirituality works with you qualify, you get moved, you get paid, you get rewarded. You don't qualify, you don't. And life puts pressure on you to qualify so that you will push yourself because a lot of times we won't push ourselves unless life gets bad enough. Well, if we're busy bailing everyone out and sinking those who are, uh, you know, getting their world together with the oftentimes generous hearts to spill over to others anyhow, you know, this is where we can start uh, changing everything if we can start getting these policies straightened out. But I believe we're going too far away from church I believe we're going too far away from morality, true morality, whole decency, common sense, and God. I think we're really diverting, and we've got to take a close look. Take a close look. Our country was based on God. They called it providence then when they were uh, setting up the country, but it was the same thing. We were based on providence or God, and all the founding fathers would talk about providence all the time. Uh, when you, you know, we just recently watched this show, John Adams, it was fascinating. And they talked about God all the time and should. <laughs> right. So, what do you think about Nancy Pelosi and company taking a five week vacation in the middle of our energy crisis? I mean, what are they doing? 
this is like a dictatorship in the House of Representatives. You know, to me, she always seems like she's just throwing a big fit. Another thing, we have radical environments who, who have fanned the flames of global warming to extraordinary disproportions. And at this time, without the blockage of the liberal side, we could be world leaders in petroleum products. We could be world leaders in better energy technology instead of just being left behind further and further and further and further. What are we thinking? You know, you know, we're all talking about improving technology for better gas mileage, uh, better windmills, better solar energy, uh, uh, you know, the uh, hydro-powered cars, etc., etc. We're not talking about just petroleum products, but, you know, everything is based on petroleum by and large now. So what are we going to do? Just completely stop the world, give our hostile uh, countries $700 billion a year, which much of that goes into terrorism, and uh, act like that this is sanity, act like this is okay. This, this is like we're, we're, uh, we're being uh, undermined severely. And it certainly isn't going to help to put a Democrat back in the office. Boy, not how it's looking. <laughs> no, I'll I don't tell think you. So. This, this isn't looking too good. So, you know, there's a, these days it's like, um, la- last thing is like deceive, like, oh yes, we're going to keep drilling and everything else, but actually you look at some of their, um, writings up of what they're proposing, you know, they say they're going to do drilling, but then in the writings up, it's like there's hardly anything mentioned of anything of drilling or using nuclear energy. Uh, you know, there's really, really safe ways to n- use nuclear energy right now. You know, there's nothing in that, you know, so there's a lot of deception going on from, from the Democrat Party of, uh, let's, uh, let's use, uh, Petroleum, but then they're actually not signing anything or writing anything that says what they're pretending like they're supporting. Another thing is we have about three times more oil than Saudi Arabia uh, in shale alone. We have tons of it offshore. We have tons of it up north. Canada's up north getting it. Um... Cuba and China and Mexico are uh, south of us, getting our oil down there. You know, it should be some of us. You know, what are we doing? Here's the thing. I, I don't know how many people know this, but not this last Olympics, but two Olympics ago, um, some of the Chinese that extraordinarily won gold medals, they were using a fungal parasite called cordyceps. And um, cordyceps are pretty interesting. You have a forest, and let's say ants are getting out of control. These fungus will go target ants and begin to be where ants are, what their prey is. And then there'll be a fungus that in the host of the ant, and then they kill the ant and grow the fungus through the ant. Well, these cordyceps were used two, two uh, Olympics ago. And I believe one of the, you know, like China has just shot out almost, you know, in front of everybody. I mean, 
pretty much equal to the United States, but how did they shoot out in front of everyone? Well, they, I believe they're using cordyceps, which do as much or more as steroids do, but I don't think they're being um, checked for, you know, like drug tested or that kind of thing. The other thing, what do you think about these little girls, these little Chinese girls, 8, 10 years old or whatnot, uh, winning the uh, gymnastics in the Olympics? Once again, in a lot of ways, when I tune in and check out, Chinese wants to win at whatever cost. You know, it doesn't matter if it's honest or integrous, they want to win. <laughs> 